Hello. Hello out there in Facebook world. Hello, hello. Yeah. Well, it's class time. Let me make sure we are up and running. It's 8.05 and I am excited to see you guys. Yes, and I have a word for you guys. Bless God. Thank you, Father. I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Yeah. Okay. I'll wait for some of you folks to jump on. And uh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost. I love you. Say hello, Sharon, Ivan. Yes, come on. Someone says, I finally made it to the live. Amen. Hey, I can't see who you are. The one that says, let me look on here. I can probably, sometimes if you go above this link and you uh, allow StreamYard permission to have your name, if you allow them to have your name, I can see who you are. Oh my Lord, Ivan, I just, I just read, oh geez, sorry. I just read what you wrote. Ivan, that's crazy. Yeah. Jesus, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit governing Ivan's life. Jesus, I thank you for the Holy Spirit governing Ivan's life. Jesus, I thank you, Lord God. Father, glorify yourself in his life. Jesus, I love you and I worship you, God. I worship you, Jesus. I love you, Father. You're the almighty God and there is no one like you, Jesus. <clears throat> there is no one like you, God. Yeah. <clears throat> Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You guys were also streaming live on YouTube on my channel. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll just wait for some more of us to jump in here. King Jesus, we love you. We honor you. Father, thank you for letting us come to your meeting. Jesus, thank you for letting us come to your meeting. Rachel Schuler, I can see you now. And I'm happy it's you. Hello, bless you. Hi, Rachel. MJ's on. Hi, MJ. You guys, I have a word when I read it. It just, it expanded into glory and understanding. I love when you start to read the word and then you get a revelation and you get the revelation enough to articulate it, to bring other people into freedom. Hey, William. Hello, buddy. Hello. Bless you. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. Not because we're told to worship you. Not because we've learned it in a religious system, but Jesus, I worship you because you're real to me. I worship you, God, because you are God to me. And you are my life, Jesus. I worship you, God, because of who you are. Not because someone told me to worship you. I worship you, God, because I know you myself, Jesus. And I have fallen in love with you, God. <laughs> Amen. 
Michelle, Anna, bless you. Yeah. Hallelujah. I worship you, God, because you have revealed yourself to me and I love you, Jesus. I'm not afraid of you, Lord. I am in love with you. I don't worship you out of fear from going to hell, God. I worship you because I see you correctly, Jesus. Just because folks are afraid of going to hell doesn't mean you love God. That's a whole different story. Fear does not cause someone to fall in love. Fear just makes them afraid to come close. And so, Jesus, I thank you that you've given us boldness to come close to you, Jesus. I thank you, God, that you've given us your spirit that draws us into you, Father. Well, that's a message right there, huh? Wow. Hi, Gina P. I love you. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hello. That was a message, huh? Man. Yeah, I love you, Jesus. Not because I'm afraid of you that you would put me in hell, God. I love you because you are the source of love. I love you, Jesus, because you are the source of life. I love you, Jesus, because you are my creator and you're my God. I love you, Jesus, because you are my hope. I love you, Jesus, because you have freed me from self-centered living. I love you, Jesus, because you have given me the strength to do life with a positive perspective. I love you, Jesus, because you've shown me what life is. I love you, Jesus, because you've restored my thinking. I love you, Jesus, because you have let me see past my past and you have given me a future of hope and innocence, God. And I love you, Jesus, because only you can do that. And I see you, Jesus. I see you. I see you, Lord. I see you. <laughs> I see you, Lord, and I'm seen by you. I see you, Lord, and I am seen by you. Oh, Jesus, I love you. Hi, Matthew. I love you, Jesus, because you're my friend. I love you, Jesus, because you're always faithful and you always lead me into truth. I love you, Jesus, because of who you are, God. That's good news, right? Man. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is our last class of love life and ecstasy and uh 
I was going over some things last night and I was like, oh my Lord, Jesus, like this is speaking volumes to me. And so I got turned into, now we're about to go into a teaching moment, guys. So just lay hands on yourself and say, I am a receiver of the word. I understand the word of God. And I understand that the word is seed. And I understand Jesus, that I have a heart ready to receive God and that you will do the work to make it grow. Holy ghost. <laughs> That you will do the work to make it grow, Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Yes, God, I trust that you will open up the seed that you plant. I thank you that I don't have to try to wrap the seed in a special package or present it in a certain way, God, because it's by your power and your spirit, Jesus, that you break open the seed. It says it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that the Nature of God is produced in our life. It says it's by the Holy Spirit that the seed is broken open and begins to multiply. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit that that happens. Hallelujah. That makes you all the more happier, doesn't it? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, if you are following with me, let's go to Colossians 1. Yeah. Oh, man. I caught this, guys. Now, check this out. Colossians 1. Colossians 1, 6. I'm just going to read this. It says, this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. What does it say you understood in order for you to have transformation? What does it say you understood? It says that you understood the message of grace. You understood the truth about God's wonderful grace that's been extended to us. And your lives were changed. It also says this. Oh, my goodness. This is going to get juicy. It says that the good news is what bears fruit that looks like a changed life. That's powerful. The good news. What is the good news? The good news is the glad tidings of the kingdom concerning Jesus and what he accomplished on the cross. It says that message right there of the good news, man, has the power to change your life from the first time you hear it. Hallelujah. Come on, man. Has the power, the good news has the power to transform your life. Yes, it says when you understand the truth about God's grace, your lives get changed. It doesn't say when you come to church 5,000 times, will you experience the transformation of God? No. It doesn't say when you plug into religion 
and try to control your behaviors, will you experience the transforming power of God? No. It says when you hear the good news. Hallelujah. Come on, man. The good news. The gospel of what? The gospel of being dead to sin. The gospel, come on, of the finished work when you hear what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. Come on, man. It says it right here. When you hear good news. From that moment on, when you understand the good news, when you understand the good news and the grace of God concerning the Messiah, Jesus, and what he came to do. Hallelujah. What did he come to do, man? Come on. How about 1 John 3, 8? Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That was his whole purpose in coming, he says. Come on, man. Either he really did it, and we believe Jesus, man, or we believe the opinion of the world and the systems of religion that are still waiting for Jesus to get on the cross and finish the job. Come on, man. It says when you hear the good news and you don't get persuaded in any other way. Come on, man. In Galatians, Paul is saying, hey, man, who cast a spell on you? You clearly saw Jesus crucified in front of your eyes, man. Hallelujah. You were free and you got yoked back up into this system because some hotshots came into town. And they use their fancy jargon and their religious sounding nonsense and human philosophies and opinions. None of that can free you in Colossians. It says you can do everything you want to the outside. You can do everything you want. You can try harder. You can try to make yourself think better. But it says it does nothing to crucify evil desires. The inward nature has to be dealt with. And that's through dying with Jesus. Hallelujah. It's in his baptism. It says the death that Jesus died to. He died to sin once and for all. And those that are united in baptism in the death with Jesus. Come on, men. Come on. Have been cut from what does it say in Colossians? That sinful nature has been cut away. Come on. The good news. Salvation is here. What does it mean, man? God, what does salvation mean? To be restored fully. Hallelujah. It means that you're, you're not waiting for Jesus to get back on the cross, man. It means you believe the finished work of Jesus Christ, that his blood was enough, that his blood spoke on your behalf, man. Do you know what else it says? It says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, loosing you from the power of sin, severing it. Hallelujah. It says that he made an open spectacle of the enemy in public, man. Hallelujah. He said that he transferred you from the kingdom of darkness and put you in the kingdom of his son. It also says in John, who can bound a strong man? But if another strong man comes, which is the Lord, nobody can take him down. Hallelujah. Come on, man. What we're saying is sometimes we hear the gospel. The gospel is good news and it frees you, man. Where does it free you? In your mind. Hallelujah. It frees you in your mind so that you can be hopeful 
and have strength to live holy and righteous, not on your own account. It says that God himself sees you as holy, righteous, and blameless, above reproach. That's what it says in Colossians. And then you're commanded to stay in this thought pattern. It says, and do not drift away from this. Come on, man. So this is a question. If it's the good news that bears fruit and, and, and the testimony of the fruit that is being born out of your life is a transformed life. If, if it's the good news that does that, man. If we look at people and their life is not transformed, then what are they hearing? Hallelujah. I worship you, God. I, I bless you, Jesus. It's only the Lord Jesus that saves you. If their lives are not transformed, then what gospel have they been hearing? Have they been hearing a little bit of legalism and a little bit of grace? Have they been hearing a little bit of traditions of man and human philosophy rather than the gospel of Jesus Christ? Loosing them from the power of sin and death, bringing them into union with the creator. Come on, man. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you. An understanding of what it doesn't say. An understanding of how filthy you were. In Colossians 1, 6, it says, when you understood the truth about God's grace, you have transformation. Your life is changed. It doesn't say when you understood how filthy and sinful you were, you got transformed. No, but it says that when you understand the message of God's great favor, him leaning down towards you, kissing humanity, him being close to you. Hallelujah. That's when you get changed by the power of God. Jesus is not a liar. I trust Jesus over every human opinion. I trust Jesus over life speaking, trying to have a voice louder than the almighty God. I trust God because he never lies. It says the good news bears fruit. It doesn't say all your deliverance programs bear the fruit of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's when the good news, the gospel of the finished work of Jesus Christ is delivered. That has the power to deliver and free man. Hallelujah. It has the power to transform. How do you understand something? How? This word understanding is related to experiential knowing of God. Come on, man. Yeah. It's related to the experiential knowing of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. That word knowing is huge. Hallelujah. The knowing of God. Come on, man. Now check this out, man. The good news is really that good. The good news is so awesome. He doesn't need any extra help from your sweat and your tears and your toil and your blood. 
to add to what he accomplished on the cross. Give yourself a break, man, and be free. Thank you, King Jesus. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you. It says the good news. What's the good news, man? In this, if you study this word, good news, it means the sharing of the gospel. It's to announce glad tidings. This word good news is the, the, the gladness of God, the joy of salvation, the ecstasy of what Jesus did. You know, it says that we were at war with God. We were separated. Where were we separated, man? You know, Colossians 1.21, it says that we were separated by evil thoughts. Well, where do you think evil thoughts? Let's just dig into it. So that nobody could ever lie to you again, man. And so that, you know, in Colossians, it says, in the Passion Translation, once you've heard the good news, the gospel of freedom, come on, man, the gospel that Jesus Christ is enough and that nothing else can add to it or take away from it. That's what the book of Revelation says in, in Revelations. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ and you're commanded not to add or take away from that book, meaning the revelation of Christ. You don't need, He doesn't need anything to add to him or take away from him. Listen, once you believe the good news, the gospel of freedom, the finished work of Jesus Christ that he really did in Galatians 2.20, crucify ego, which is the word I. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. Once you begin to believe it and understand God's grace, my Jesus, come on. Once you begin to get this in the in the Passion Translation uh, one twenty, it says, "Don't retreat back to being bullied by the standards and opinions of religion." Hallelujah! It says, "Don't let religion bully you by its standards." It's it's uh or the doctrines of men or corrupt customs that are worthless to help you spiritually. You want to know how, you know, if a person gets delivered, you, you want to know the evidence of it, if Jesus is there or not. If Jesus does it, a person is free. If man does it, you're still in bondage. Come on, man. Most of it's just wrong thinking. No amount of deliverance can get you to think different. I worship you, Jesus. They act like Jesus. They act like he's not strong enough to kick the stuff out. I'm just going to say it, man. Come on. I love God. I'm not going to pretend like I don't understand the truth about God. Like, I don't know. Jesus is a big deal. He's a heavyweight contender that can kick out anything. I know. I know he is, you know. And I know if he ain't on the scene doing it, then I don't have a chance to do it. 
Come on, man. Hallelujah. I love you, God. Yeah. It says uh, that you must. It says yet now in Colossians 1:21. It says yet now. Oh, oh, guess what? It says you were separated. Where were you separated at? It says that we were separated in our thoughts. What it means in our minds, you know. But check this out. I love God because he addresses it. In Hebrews 10:22, it says, because the blood has been sprinkled on our guilty conscience, which is our minds. Jesus is so strategic that he would put the blood in our minds. Come on, your minds, your will, and your emotions. People act like that's separate. I'm just telling you the word, man. Come on. You, you, you believe what Jesus accomplished on your behalf and religion cannot buy you. The systems of man cannot influence you. It says the good fight is the what? The good fight of faith, believing Jesus, man. Yeah. You know what happens when you go into a little bit of legalism? It says in Galatians, you have cut yourself off from Christ. <clears throat> so we started out with Colossians 1, 6. And I don't know if this is offensive to some people because they've learned systems. But the more I see Jesus, the more I see how powerful he is and how futile human efforts are. It might sound like wisdom. It might sound smart, but it can only anything outside of God can only apply to the sensual realm. It can only apply to the natural system. Yeah, I'll just leave it there. Hallelujah. Yeah, but John, I mean, not John, Jesus. Uh, Colossians 1, 6. Come on, man. It says that it says that the good news bears fruit. Wonder what that fruit looks like, guys. Huh. It doesn't say trying harder bears fruit. It doesn't say going to church more bears fruit, even though that's awesome. I have a church. I, I love church. But people, unless someone shares this directly, they'll think their church attendance means that they're bearing fruit. No, man, come on. Unless someone sits here and tells you this stuff, people think that just because they don't cheat on their taxes, that they're bearing fruit. You know, They'll make it into what, what they're not doing and what they're doing, and then they'll consider themselves a Christian. 
But it's Christ that makes you good. It's Christ that makes you awesome. It's his spirit that makes you holy, blameless, above reproach. The fact that you stop a sinful behavior is for your benefit. It's not to make Jesus like you. <laughs> or him to think you're awesome. He already is in love with you. You know, you're the one that's late to the party. I'm the one that was late to the party. Getting the memo, the love letters from God. You know, stopping sin is for your benefit. It's not to make God appreciate you or love you anymore or want to be with you. None of that. It's so that you can be all right, man. Yeah, Jesus, I love you. So my question was, these everyone's hearing a message, right? They're hearing and reading the Bible, but it says the good news. And when they understood God's grace, their lives were changed. So that means that if it's not good news about God's grace, that's why there's no transformation. That's why people go in the same cycles. There's one gospel. It's the gospel of the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. That's the one that frees you from your ego. <laughs> That's the one that, hallelujah. Woo! That's the one that gives you new life, man. Come on. Hallelujah. That's the one that testifies to who Jesus is. Hallelujah. That's the one that puts the mind of Christ in you. Father, thank you. I bless you, Jesus. I worship you, God. You know how you know you're hearing another gospel? When you begin to depend on your own efforts to do better and get closer to God, that's when you've heard a perverted gospel. Yeah. Who Jesus. Mm. Oh, yeah, I was just like, you know, Jesus came on a mission and he believes he really did defeat the enemy. He really does believe that. And he really does believe that the power of the Holy Spirit will make you look just like him. He believes that it's his spirit that can transform you. He believes that he finished it on the cross. You know what I love about Jesus? It says, this is why Jesus came. This is part of the gospel message. And John, <clears throat> and John in 1 John 3, 8, it says that he came to destroy the works of the devil. Now, did he do it or didn't he do it? That's the question we should 
ask if, well, what do I really believe about that? And what does that look like? If I, if I really believe what Jesus did for me, what does that mean in these areas? Right? Hallelujah. Yeah. And Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And, and if you go and study this, one of the words for what he's destroying, he says that he is destroying the one that was accusing us. Isn't that beautiful? That Jesus destroyed the voice against us. That Jesus destroyed the gossiper. Because <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't stand no one talking about his kids, man. Come on. He couldn't stand the gossip. He doesn't want nobody gossiping about his bride. Hello. <laughs> he shut the voice down that was speaking against the bride. Hello. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to talk trash about the bride. Hallelujah. Or his kids. Are you kidding me, man? I don't think so. Hallelujah. This word for the enemy is also means that he destroyed the works. He destroyed the one that severed the relationship. He is, he came here to destroy the one that severed us, man. Come on. That's what this word's tied to. Jesus, man, is coming on a mission. Hallelujah. Come on, man, shutting the mouths of the gossipers that is gossiping about his bride and his kids. Mm. Punking the enemy openly, making him a public spectacle, used his own devices against him, man. Come on, God is sharp. Oh, he's like a heavy hitter. I love God. He's like, God is so amazing. He's like the brilliance, the spectacular show, the thunderbolts. He's all of that and then some, right? Man, look at what he did. These are, th this word is in there for you to just wash yourself in, man. This word will wash you clean, you know? Jesus came to stop the accuser, to, to, to kill it, man. Come on. He was not content with anybody speaking trash about his kids. God Almighty took up for you and me like that. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I love Jesus, man. I love God. I love God. I love God. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes off you. That's where the life is, man. Get your eyes off trying to get right and do X, Y, Z to behave and just fall in love with God. Fall in love with Jesus. And then out of your love affair, your life will be squeaky clean and holy. You'll start producing the kingdom of God, man. Come on. It says that when people heard the good news, man, they got transformed. You know, the good news is, is that word good news is tied to the kingdom of Christ. Yeah. When people hear that the kingdom of God is right here, right now, that they don't have to wait for it. Come on, man. I'm talking about the good news that it's finished, that Jesus really did what he said, man. It says that that 
it says that in Colossians 1, 6, the good news when you understand God's, the truth about God's grace. Now, what is grace? Grace is the favor of God. Grace, that word favor means God is close to us. He's near. He's listening. He's a friend to us. When you understand how friendly God is towards you and the truth about his kindness towards you, Jesus, I worship you when you understood the truth about God's kindness extended towards you, that his face is near you, that his love is for you, that his heart adores you, that you're made just like your daddy. You're made just like in the image of God Almighty. That you literally are a chip off the old rock. <laughs> you're a chip off the old rock. You look like your daddy, man. Hallelujah. Bless God. Where's Madison? Is Madison still in here? I just want to love on you openly, Madison. I just love your gorgeous life in God. You're such a cheerleader for the kingdom of God, Madison. I mean, your life is beautiful in God. And I see the spirit of the Lord all over you, Madison. And I just bless everything that God has for you, Madison. Yeah, your life is gorgeous in God. Yeah, you'll experience the most freedom, the most joyful living you've ever had. I mean, watch what God does. I just feel like there's something getting ready to come out of you that has to do with, I don't know if it's like a food and health line or some type of eating something, but I feel something powerful coming out of you. Madison, man, Madison, you're beautiful to God. Madison, you are gorgeous to God. Your beauty has not been wasted. Man, watch how you're just shiny in God. You are so pretty in the Lord, Madison. <laughs> I just feel the dewy kiss of heaven all over your life, Madison. And I, I know that people will know God because of you, Madison. Yep, 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 yep. Because you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ to make you whole. Madison, that's your whole life. You're not ashamed and you're not afraid of the uniqueness of the individual. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Yeah. Hi, Laura. Hello. Yeah. Man, that was amazing message, huh? Yes. Yeah. Rachel Schuler. I think you said that you will be, uh, you'll come, I'll get to, I'll get to see you on May 1st and May 2nd down at Sunburn Ministries in Pennsylvania. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see you. Come on, man. That's so powerful. It's like you read Colossians 1, 6 and you'll get stuck. You start doing an investigation on, on what this good news is and what, um, 
Mm. Yeah, you start reading this this good news, Colossians 1, 6, you know, and you see that it's the good news that they heard and understood God's grace. So it's it's the gospel of good news that will transform the life. So if a person is not hearing good news, that's why their life is not transformed. It says when they understood the the truth about God's grace, their life changed. So the gospel of the good news and understanding the message of grace, that's what brings the transformation, man. Jamaris, thank you. Thank you for praying for Ivan. Yeah, Laura, yeah, he said that he cut his finger. Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that he has his fingers still. Yeah, thank you, Lord, that he has his fingers. Wouldn't that be awesome to see a miracle in his hands, though? Wouldn't that be awesome? Just show show your awesomeness in his hands, Lord. A rapid recovery right now. Yeah, ligaments grow and tendons be whole. Fingers get fat back on them and skin come out. Everything that was severed be renewed. Jesus, by your power and by your spirit, by the testimony of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Lord Jesus. That's powerful, guys. You can sit in church all your life. You can read a bunch of devotionals, go to a bunch of different Bible studies. You can work on the church committee, help in the healing lines. You can be on the prayer team. But if you've never heard the good news of the finished work of Jesus Christ, that Jesus came and he finished it for you. And if you've never understood the truth about grace, that's why you're not transformed. Now that we, we hear this, we'll see it, you know, we'll understand why, why people come up a thousand times for an altar call. It's because they don't understand the message of transformation because there's only one gospel. It's the gospel of good news. <laughs> My God, but look, we're understanding it, right? Paul understood it. Jesus understood it. Yeah. Jamaris understands it. Madison understands it. Come on, man. Hallelujah. Gina understands it. Sharon understands it. We're starting to get it. Why? It's been right in front of us, right? But I'll tell you, once I began to believe Jesus really did it, that's when my heart began to look like God's. Yeah. Amen, Rachel. Grace wrecked me when I found. Yes, amen. Me too, Rachel. It was this good news that Jesus really took care of my sin nature and that I don't have to try to wrestle it down every single day. Because if Jesus Christ cannot do the job, what do I think I'm going to do to sin? <laughs> you think you're more powerful than God? Come on, man. Sometimes we don't realize what we're saying or what we're being taught. But if Jesus Christ cannot wrestle down sin and defeat the enemy, what do you think you're going to do? 
you know? So as I begin to yield to this, this understanding that Jesus Christ really did it all and that by my love affair with God, um, we just started having babies. Yeah, I'm just going to say that we just started having babies in the spirit. You know, our kids, they look like Jesus, man. You know, when I say fruit and kids, I'm talking about kindness, love, patience, you know, uh, hopefulness. Um, yeah. Gentleness. I'm talking about the fruits of the spirit, you know? Yeah. This perspective that Jesus really took care of it all will make you appreciate God so much more. And it will allow you to actually be happy instead of always worrying if your old sinful self is waiting around the corner to strangle you again and defeat you. It will allow you to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to create the life of Jesus in you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I can feel the freedom of God going into you guys. Ooh, that was powerful, huh? I'm so grateful that um, we got this session, you know. And I I would love to. Hey, Matthew, he says, uh, fruit, where do you find them in the produce section? Because they produce something in you. Yes. Hallelujah. Hey, Matthew Garza and MJ Garza, they're on our team here. They're a part of our, our family here. They're lovers of God. They carry a revelation of the Christ. And so, yeah, they're amazing people. <clears throat> yeah. So I think what I'm going to do, because I'm going to share. Oh, Jamaris, she says, this is so true. Believing the finished work of the cross is what birthed joy in me. Yes, it allows you to actually trust what Jesus did. It, it allows you to actually believe that he did it. Yeah. And because I, I know this, you know, because I, I, this is what I study and because I, I live this, I think that everyone knows it, but they don't. And so the Lord is just encouraging me to teach this more. And so, um, I am going to have on the 18th of April, I think we'll do an actual study. There's going to be at my house uh, at 6.30 p.m. on April 18th. We'll actually do a bit of a study on the finished work of Jesus. And then I think I'll do another class on the finished work of Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, because once you hear the gospel, you will understand freedom. You'll hear freedom. You'll, you'll hear a good news preacher. Yeah. And not a good news preacher that preaches good news with a, a hook at the end. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Jesus is awesome and he's finished it. Yay. Now make sure you do your best to, to try and live right. Okay. Cause you know, you don't want anything getting on you. I'm just trying to show you what, what a, whoa, I'm just trying to show you what a little bit 11 sounds like. You, you know, you, you plug in the equation, you put the sentence in it, man. Ooh, we got sauce it tonight, didn't we? We got some sauce. Hallelujah. Boom. Shaka-laka, boom, boom. That was good, huh? It's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about freedom. It's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. And God's not saying I'm only going to be good for five months. And then you're getting on my nerves and my goodness stops now because you didn't learn your lesson and come to me. No, God doesn't do goodness. He is goodness, man. Don't ever be afraid to love like Jesus. Don't ever think that that's not powerful. Don't ever be afraid to love like Jesus. And don't just minister to someone for them to say your prayer. Minister to them because God Almighty lives in you. And when you're next to someone, God gets to stand next to them and look at them. He gets to look at his kids through your eyes. He gets to hug his children through your hands. Yeah. And let that be enough, man. You know why I know this? Because I've been in those situations. I know what that's like. Yeah, I know what that's like, and it sucks. <laughs> I can say that word. It stinks, man. <laughs> Always having like an agenda to strong arm people to say your prayer and get them to recite it so you can uh, make sure they have a salvation box checked. No, no, no. It says the evidence of someone hearing the good news and understanding it is a transformed life. I'm not saying it's not a contact point of faith. It's awesome. I'm just saying this is a different perspective to have than just talking to someone and trying to get them to believe how we believe. You know, it says the good news bears fruit. So that means the person you're trying to evangelize or witness to will see the fruit in your life and want to eat it. When they see the fruit in your life, a life changed, They'll begin to ask you, how are you like this? And then you can just tell them how the fruit came by you being born again and understanding the gospel. And Jesus himself transformed your life. Oh, Jesus, I love you. Isn't that powerful, guys? It's powerful, right? Yeah, wow, we almost went an hour today. Thanks for hanging with me. I will do another class on the finished work of Jesus. I just felt like the Lord has been really encouraging me to actually teach and pull out scriptures and everything so that you guys can have an arsenal full of good news. And so that you don't feel condemned when you actually believe the finished work of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, I love you guys. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Let me pray over the class. Yeah. Father, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your spirit. I'm asking that the power of God be ignited in us. That the faithful witness Jesus would begin to testify of who he is in our lives, God. And in our mind, in our thinking. Holy Ghost, Give us an understanding of the gospel to where we understand it enough to articulate it and bring people into a relationship with you. 
Give us the gospel of freedom and the finished work, God. Let us see you all through scripture, King Jesus. Let us see what you accomplished and how much you love us, Father. I thank you that you would open our minds to understand you, Jesus. You know, in Luke it says, and then he opened their minds to understand scripture. Father, I'm asking for you to just breathe on the good news, that we ourselves would be preachers of the good news, that our life would show the good news of Jesus Christ, that we would be ones that are always led by the Spirit of God. Yeah, don't you just want to be led by the Spirit of God? The Almighty God, yeah. Amen. Father, I thank you that we're, we're so aware. It's really just an awareness, you know. And I thank you, God, that we're so aware of who you are, Jesus. And we're aware of your spirit and of your leading, Father. And I thank you for what you're about to do in our lives. I thank you for the testimonies that will come from everyone watching. Could you guys send in testimonies of what God is doing in your life? Would you send them in? You can message me. I just want to hear what the Lord has been doing in your heart. And so it's so encouraging to hear and see the gospel. Yeah. And I bless you guys. And I bless you guys as lovers of Jesus. And so, okay. Good night, guys. Yeah. Good night, Sharon Collins. Love you. Yeah. Love you, Madison. Thanks for hanging with us, Barry and Rachel and Suzanne and yeah, and Ivan and Laura and Gina. Yeah, Jamaris, thanks for hanging. Tell Caleb hello. We bless Caleb. Yeah, Michelle, Anna, and William, thank you for hanging with us. And Matthew, yeah. All right, guys, love you, love you, love you. Hey, share this video. If someone needs to hear the finished work of Jesus, share this. And I pray that this video here would ignite them into life. Hallelujah. Would ignite them into life. Yeah. Into life and out of condemnation. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Joy. Love you, Joy. Hi, honey. All right, guys. Bless you guys. Love you, love you. Hi, guys. Hello out there in Facebook world. Yeah. Let me make sure we are up and running. I was making sure the uh, speaker and all of that kind of stuff was legit and that you guys could hear it. And I have on my new shirt, Joy Dealer. Yeah, check it out. It's on my Facebook page. <clears throat> Let me just make sure we are live and I am on the right page. Yeah. Holy Ghost, we love you. Holy Ghost, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Can you guys hear me good? Gina, hello. Hey, T. Murphy. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Gina, I love you. Hallelujah. Let me get on the right page. Yeah. Yeah. Can worship God together. Praise God. Aren't you? I'm just so grateful. Oh, Thank you, Brett. Yeah. And I don't ever wear my hair down. People are giving me compliments on the hairdo. Well, hallelujah. 
little bit of hairspray and curls. Go figure. Yeah, you know, I actually woke up this morning, didn't feel so hot. So I said, you know what? We're going to do something about that. And we are going to maybe do the hair to, yeah, I didn't feel so hot this morning. So, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So are we on both pages? What's up, George? Love you, buddy. Steve. Oh, my Jesus. The whole worship team is here. George and Stephen. Uh, George Harris, Stephen Serson. They are our worship team. Bless God. Oh, yeah. Radical lovers of God, man. We just had a tent revival. Woo -wee! Come on. Come on, man. Yeah. Talk about worshiping. They were lost in glory. Hallelujah. Oh, Melanie's on. Hi, Melanie. Love Mama Mel. Oh, my goodness. I was just with. Okay. I'm so excited. Let me put this phone down. I was just trying to see if we're actually on both pages and we are. So that's awesome. Yeah. Hallelujah. We'll put that right there. Jesus, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Hallelujah. Yeah. I was just saying that uh, I was just at Sunburn Ministry with Melanie and Gina and Bo Key. Yeah. Sunburn Ministries. Yeah. Awesome time. Come on, man. We were at uh, Abundant Joy Fellowship, Kathy Blythe's church with uh, Sunburn Encounters with Bo Key and all them. I'm talking about family, man. Yeah, you want to know what family looks like? It looks like sunburn. Yeah, it looks like sunburn. Yeah. Jesus, I love you. Oh, Shannon, you just ordered the shirt? Yeah, joy dealer. <laughs> I love it. It has uh, Hebrews 1.9 on the back. And so check it out, you know. Yeah. Holy Ghost, I love you. I love you. We had such an amazing time down at Sunburn Encounters. You know, let me let me turn this down for just a second. Yeah, Jesus, I worship you. I worship you. Let me see what's here. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Joy dealer. Yeah. We were down at uh, sunburn encounters and oh my goodness. Talk about an amazing time in the Lord. You know, it's like, I love, amen, George. You feel that? Come on, man. We were talking, actually I have on joy dealer shirt, but I was ministering out of Hebrews 1, 9, especially Sunday morning bliss service. Ooh, we mm, left some oil in Pittsburgh. Come on, man. I love God. He's the spirit of life, the life giving spirit. Jesus, you know, he's the possessor of life. Oh, my Jesus. Yes, he's the possessor of life. The possessor of life. Yeah. Hi, Raina. Yeah, hello, hello. Jesus, I love you. Oh, it's so good to be with you guys. 
God is so oily. Yes, he is. I love that because it's the spirit of God that will start preaching. You know, it's the spirit of God that will share the message of the Christ with you so that you can convey it to people. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's the spirit of, sorry, I was just changing some blah, blah, blah. I got the blah, blahs already. Shanda Rababa. Holy Ghost fire. I love you, Jesus. I worship. I worship you, God. You know what's wild? What's wild is, I think I shared this at Sunburn, but people see, you know, people that are like full of the Holy Ghost, completely joyful, uh, look a little bit intoxicated, got those starry eyes, you know, those smiles for days, that, that oily presence, you know. People look at people like that and they think, they must not know the word. Yeah, that's what they think. They think people that look intoxicated by the Holy Ghost or just full of joy or are drunk in the presence of God. One, one common mistake that people do is think that they don't know the word of God. And I tell people, I am like this because I know the word of God, man. It's the word that makes me like this, man. I, I, I'm like this because I know the word of God. It's not the other way around, you know? <laughs> no, I, I look like this because I, I know the word of God. Yeah, I think one common, uh, common thing that people do is think, oh, people that look elated in the spirit or that people that look like they're in a full-on rapture session with God, maybe they just don't know the word. But for me personally, I am like this because of the word of God. I am like this because I understand the word of God. Come on, man. You know what it says in Hebrews 1, 9? It says, because you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness, I've poured out the oil of joy far beyond your companions. My God, get happy. Hallelujah. It's the spirit of God preaching the kingdom of Jesus to my brain. My God, it's his spirit that's opening up revelation so that I understand the word so that I can have life in my mind, man. That's where you need it the most. You need life in your mind. Hallelujah. You need to step into the body of Jesus, die with him, get resurrected into glory, marry another, the anointed one, the Roman seven husband that you marry. You don't, you don't stay married to the abusive husband of sin in Romans seven. The only thing that abusive husband of sin can do is punch you in your eyes so you can't see your bridegroom Jesus clearly. My God, but it's time to get married to another. Oh, yes. And it's going to be a holy matrimony, too. My God. Yeah. He put a ring on it. Hallelujah. He paid for your hand in marriage with his body. Come on, man. Way more expensive than silver and gold. He purchased you with his life. Hallelujah. How do you walk in no condemnation, man? You die with Jesus in Romans 6. You get married to another. Who is the another? Well, he might just be someone that transports you suddenly without your permission to the house of wine. Oh yeah. And he's speaking something tenderly to you 
Yes, speaking so softly to your heart. He knows how to smooth over hearts of stone. He knows how to apply the balm of Gilead to areas in your life and in your mind that the world has made hard. He knows how to do that. He does it by his blood and by his spirit. Yes, my God, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You're my best friend. Jesus is way better than religion. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a sudden transport session. Romans 6 is taking you somewhere. It says, if you have died with Jesus. Yeah, the death that Jesus died to. He died to sin once and for all. Oh, yeah. And if you've died with Jesus, you've entered into something. Yeah, you're brought into a holy union. You know, in Colossians, it says that he sees you holy and blameless and above reproach. Oh, that's God Almighty. That's how God sees you. I'm amazed at God Almighty. Yeah, you know what's beautiful too? I don't even know where we're going, actually. I had something in mind here. Maybe we'll extend these classes, you know. But I just feel the prompting and just the fanning of the Holy Ghost just to encourage your love relationship with God. You know, it's your continual love affair with the Lord. It's that deep heart meditation, that deep, you know, that deep dwelling place in God. Yeah, it's that, it's that deep dwelling place in the Lord. That abiding nature that will soften up your mind, allow you to think better, think clear, and love people better, man. My God, it's awesome. Let me just send you into a, uh, a state of ecstasy, man. If you need permission, you got it. I, I don't think uh, religious folks would give you permission to be happy. That's just way too much fun. But Jesus paid for you to have bliss in the spirit of God. Hallelujah. That's why I love our God, man. No, no. Our God's very much alive. His tangible presence comes on us, man. And it does stuff to you. You know, it's the oil that you need in this world to do life well. The Holy Ghost, man, there's there's way more than just the tangible presence, the encounter. The encounter is there to transform your heart. You know, your heart, the one that's been in the world, uh, fathered by the world. He says, come on into my body, man. Get on into Romans 6 and die with me so that I can give you new life. You know, let me take over. The Holy Ghost is there to take over. You know, oh, what is happening with this, Lord Jesus? Shut ta da da da. Yeah. We got some music here. Hallelujah. I love God. You know why I love God? I love God because you don't have to pretend anymore. You know, you don't have to uh, try to impress people. You know, I live impressed by the spirit of God. I live impressed by the Lord. 
You know, it's a constant state of being impressed by God. And when you're impressed by God, your eyes aren't on the world anymore trying to uh, impress them or get impressed by them. You know, I, I'm just kind of rambling here, huh? Yeah. Hallelujah. Maybe you take a drink. That's amazing. Let's see. Oh. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you. The sweetness of God. I've tasted the sweetness of God in his people. Hallelujah. That's a word, huh? I've tasted the sweetness of God in his people. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus in you, the hope of glory. When I, when I say I've tasted the sweetness of Jesus in people, well, who do you think he's in? How do you think you see God? Come on, man. How do you, how do you think you see God? You know, God's not somewhere out there. You know, he's in here. Come on, man. How do you think you see God? You ever see kindness? You ever see love? You ever see hope? Come on, man. That's symptoms of the cross. That's the nature of the Christ. Hallelujah. In people, in little humanity, you didn't come up with it yourself. No, uh-uh. You didn't come up with it yourself. Come on, man. In all your human effort, you could not produce a God-sized love result. It says in Romans, the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm. Love Jesus. It's the tenderness of God that leads you into the wilderness. Did you think I forgot? I know we were in Hosea. Oh, yeah. We'll get into Psalms also. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you read Psalms talking about the buttery fatness and the goodness of God. And you, you might just want to stay there and live there. So I don't know how far we'll get on that verse. You know, but the spirit of God is leading you somewhere tenderly and he's speaking to you and wonder what he's saying. Maybe he's saying that I will marry you in faithfulness forever. I will be faithful to you when you can't be faithful to yourself. I will be faithful to you when you can't be faithful and love yourself. Well, I will love you. I will be faithful to you when you forget who you are and you forget your identity. I will remind you, you belong to me. The sweet word of God. Preaching you whole. You know, the spirit preaches. His presence preaches, man. The presence of Jesus preaches better than anything a person could ever say. Yes. <laughs> oh man I'll tell you what I woke up this morning I tell you I didn't feel so hot yeah had a headache and all of that but I I feel mighty fine right now yeah hallelujah it's the it's the bliss of his presence man I'm telling you you start talking about God like this and the way God feels about his children, it does something to you. Oh, yeah. This bliss oil, this bliss, the word bliss is the word ecstasy. 
of your salvation. It's a legit believer word. It's a word that you can take and live in. You know, it's his spirit in his in in his presence is fullness of joy. And the kingdom is made up of peace, righteousness and joy. So this is completely legal for you to be blissed out of your mind, overwhelmed and undone on the ecstasy of your salvation, your little life. At one time, you were at war with God, not even friends with God. It says in Colossians, we were hostile to God. Where were we? Hostile, maybe in our minds. Maybe it was our nature that was hostile to God. Yes, it was. Then all of a sudden, God in his mercy says, I will love them while they don't love me. I will be kind to them. When they're not kind to me, I will be thinking of them when they are not even thinking of me. Yeah, sounds like while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Matthew Garza, legal to be blissed out of your mind. Yeah, the ecstasy of salvation. It's way more than a devotional or a couple meetings or regular church attendance. It is his spirit giving you life and preaching the joy of God to your human understanding in your brain so that you can get over yourself. Hallelujah. So you can let self die in the grave with Jesus and get resurrected into new life, man. The spirit of God life. Yeah, the spirit of God life. You know... People often say this thing will cost you, cost you everything. It'll cost you everything. And I love what Dan Moeller says. The only thing that it will cost you is everything you were never meant to be. You were never meant for fear or rejection or doubt or frustration or discouragement. You were never meant to live selfish, self-centered, you know, I'm telling you, so have it, man. Take it. Yeah. I hear people say it'll cost you everything. What, what will it cost you? A life of selfishness, self-centeredness, me, 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 my way, my way, unloving, unkind. Come on, man. <laughs> and, for, and then you get a life of God. Talk about an upgrade. What's it costing you? It cost him everything. My God, man, let's not get it twisted. Come on and try to add our own human stank on it. <laughs> Can I use the word stank? Hallelujah. You know, human efforts, you know, uh, the cross plus your sweat and your tears. Man, come on. Hallelujah. Nobody, nobody has anything unless God gives it to him. That's in John. Yeah. Jesus did it all. Jesus did it all, man. What could your little blood, your little human efforts could, how would you work up a God-sized result? You cannot do it. The only thing you can do is enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, people say it cost you everything. What, what does it cost you? I didn't get up on a cross. cross man I didn't give my life for people that didn't like me or love me 
not get it twisted. Jesus is awesome. Jesus is awesome. Oh, my God. Man, he gladly did it for us, too. Sometimes when you hear the message of Jesus giving you his life, you feel like you should be like, oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. You feel so bad. No, yes, he should have done it. Hallelujah. My God. You need the spirit of life. You need to be joined to the Father. <laughs> you better count it all joy. And when you see the cross, celebrate it, man. Come on, it's the highlight of everything. You know, it's the, um, I've come in the volume of the books moment, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, I've come in the volume of the book, the finished work of Jesus. It's the aha, the, the joyful moment. I know many of us, we look at the cross and then we think, oh my goodness, why, why, why? I think, yes, 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 God. <laughs> I need your spirit to be like you. Wouldn't that be crazy? God telling us that we could be just like Jesus and leaving us in our human nature. It would be impossible. Come on, man. So I say yes, yes, yes to the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for paying that for me to be friends with God. Yes. Come on, man. I see the cross as the most glorious moment. Holy blood spilled for me. The restoration of all things. No longer at war with myself. Come on, man. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I love you, God. I love you so much. You're my best friend, Lord. And you're so funny, God. God is so funny. I don't know. He just, I, oh, yeah, I was talking to the Lord and I know we're talking to. So, but Jesus is just so humorous, you know, to me and so kind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. You know, it's like Jesus is way more than an aha moment couple moments in worship and ecstasy. He's way more than that. He's the one that's holding your body together. He's the one who gave you a body so that you could operate the earth. He's the one that holds the sun and lets you breathe air and allows your lungs to expand, to take in breath so that you can walk in the earth, man. I'm, he's way more than just a session on Sundays. He's way more than just a couple verses, man. He's God Almighty. The king of glory. You know, I was talking about seeing Jesus clearly at sunburn. I was talking about seeing Jesus clearly at sunburn. And, you know, a, a lot of us, we, we pray that, oh, geez, I'm getting a little overwhelmed. A lot of us pray to handle, uh, a lot of us pray to beat the devil up. A lot of us pray to, to, to beat the devil up, man. We, we pray, we pray and try to build ourselves up. But my God, how about handling glory? 
<laughs> How about housing glory, the, the presence of God Almighty? Why don't you pray for strength for that? You want to pray for something, pray that you can handle God, man. When he talks to you that your human brain doesn't explode and that when you hear the sound of his voice, your eardrums don't bleed and your eyes stay in socket. My God, we have to see God correctly. Jesus, I worship you. I worship you, God. I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. We must see the Lord correctly. The only fight we're called in is the good fight of faith, believing God. Everything serves God, man. Everything. Even when they thought they were killing God, it served God's purposes. God is not no punk, man. Come on, the Holy Ghost is a big deal. Hallelujah. Even the kingdom of darkness bows down to God. Jesus, I worship you. Hallelujah, Lord, I worship you, God. Holy Ghost, I love you. Everything serves God. He's not no little thing. Things only exist because God allows it. And even darkness will serve God. Nothing ranks higher than the Christ. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. I worship you. I worship you, God. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Oftentimes, sin is presented as this big, huge monster. And we paint little frail Holy Ghost over here. As if the spirit of God is cowering in a corner, not able to take over sin. I don't think so, man. Come on. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. The one that made everything. Everything serves God. <laughs> oh, Karababa. My God, I worship you. I worship you. Hallelujah. I'll use my life to worship you, God. I will use my life, my little voice, my body to worship you, King Jesus. I bless you, God. I worship you. You cannot defeat anything yourself, man. Come on. It's Jesus Christ that defeats everything that gives your body power. It's the substance of heaven that defeats junk. Praise God. We got to see God correctly. Yes. Why don't we just get busy talking about glory? My God, the manifested presence of God, the spirit of God in a human being. Come on, the spirit of God in a body made of flesh and blood. Come on, taking dominion back of his kids. Come on, man. Hallelujah. Yeah, we must see God correctly so we can worship him as he is. So that we can love him right. The Holy Spirit will begin to speak about the awesomeness of God to your heart. Yeah, I worship you, God. There's nothing more powerful than God Almighty. There's nothing more spectacular than the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ Almighty.
Yeah. I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Oof. Yeah. I wonder if, if God Almighty thinks he accomplished what he set out to do on the cross. I wonder if it's just people that need to catch up to the revelation. Yeah, I think that's the way it goes. I think that's the way it goes. You know? Yeah. I'm... I, <laughs> you know? It's like... Yeah, I, I think that's that's how it is, right? Oftentimes people are like, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. I'm just doing everything I'm supposed to be doing as if God's late. No, I don't think so. As if God is late. <laughs> or he's withholding the goodness from you. No. He doesn't withhold any good thing from you. Yeah, a lot of these uh, are just seeing God correctly. Man, I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. You know what's amazing in Galatians? It says, but the Holy Spirit produces stuff. Ah, ha, ha. What's he producing? How about awesomeness? Ha, ha. Want me to read it to you? It's so cool because none of your human efforts could even, even attempt to do any of this. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things, meaning nothing can stop it. Ain't nothing coming against the Spirit of God, you know, God Almighty. Yeah, I love this. And then, you know, it says you're called to live in freedom. Yeah. I love Galatians. You know, Galatians talks about you. You're free, man. Don't let others yoke you back into a system of slavery where you try not to eat certain things. You do eat certain things. You practice certain days. You fast 500 years. No, man, just be in love with God. And out of your love affair with God, you'll love yourself and people and you will fulfill the commandments. Hallelujah. Trust the spirit of God to do what he says he'll do. He'll preach the kingdom of, of Jesus to you, man, and make you just like his son. He's faithful. The spirit of God doesn't lie. Yeah. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. You know, it says, let us follow the spirits leading in every part of our lives in Galatians. Yeah. It may sound like I'm just talking, but everything I'm saying is scripture. Yeah. You know, people love to get scriptural addresses, but I'll tell you what, sometimes I don't give them. You know why? Because I want you to read the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when people say, yeah, well, what verse is that? You know, they're not looking to uh, get a revelation. They're just looking to critique you. So why not just give them the whole book? That way they can get blessed and get free. How about them apples? <laughs> Why don't you just bless him with the whole book? Amen. Oh, my goodness. What is going on? Holy Ghost fire. 
I love this. Oh, you want to hear some more good news? Do you know what it says in Galatians? It says that if you've been crucified with Christ, that the lust and passions of this world have been crucified in you also. Oh man, that's pretty offensive. Hallelujah. That's offensive to, to people that really try hard. Why don't you just try being in love with God? Why don't you just try loving God? And why don't you try receiving the free gift of righteousness? Do you know it says that you will reign in life? Those who receive the free gift of righteousness will reign in life. My God, I'll, I'll be a receiver. You know how you receive the gift of righteousness? As I'm preaching here, you're getting free. So I can present it, you know, oh, this is the gift of righteousness. Here it is. And you're hearing it and you're looking at it and you're like, wow, this is impressive. I've been looking for this all my life, man. And, and you handle it and you hold it and you hear it and you see it. And I, I'm preaching the kingdom of God to you and you're beholding righteousness and you're understanding what it means to be born again. We talked about Romans 6 and being married to another Romans 7 and now Romans 8, no more condemnation. And you're hearing it and you're just holding it and looking at it. But if you never receive it, man, come on, receive it. What does it look like? Receiving, take it in. Come on, eat of his body, drink of his blood, let his spirit nourish you. Yeah, I'm receiving. Hallelujah. I've accepted it. I'm receiving it. Yeah. That's called receiving, man. That's called receiving the free gift of righteousness. Do you know it says that righteousness produces its fruit unto holiness without you even trying? That's right, Madison. He has made you righteous. Amen. But if we hear all of this and we look at it and we think it's spectacular, but yet we don't take it in for ourselves and receive it and we put it down, you'll still be thirsty, my friend. Come on. You'll still be thirsty. And if you don't receive it, you'll be hanging out at the well a little too long. Yeah, man, come on. You'll still be thirsty if you don't begin to receive the free gift of God. You will remain thirsty. That is the present that fulfills your thirst. Hallelujah. That is the present that fulfills your thirst. You know, in John, he stands up like a madman. They're having a festival. Everyone's eating and drinking and they're partying. And Jesus, wild, passionate, prophetic Jesus, Stands up and he starts yelling, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. You know, come to him, you know. You come to him and you drink, you drink of his life, not, not your life. You don't drink of your life like all your past traumas, hurts, what ifs, but I'm right. Nope, nope, nope. You drink of his life, innocent, holy, blameless, above reproach life. Yeah. You drink his story, not your story, plus his. You let his story wash you whole so that you can think clear again, so that you can love yourself again. No one was ever done as dirty as they did Jesus, man. Holy, pure, innocent, full of truth and goodness, nothing but kindness. Come on, man. 
we start telling our stories and comparing, well, this happened to me, that happened to me. When you look at the life of God, all of our stories just, they don't even hold any weight. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think God did that on purpose so that we wouldn't play a comparison game of who has been through the most garbage so that we would just say, yep, Jesus, you win. Uh, you went through everything and you were still kind. You remained loving. You still kept people in your heart. You didn't become bitter or frustrated. You had a perspective that was way higher than selfish living. <sighs> yeah. So I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I never got whole from telling my story and all the trauma that happened, but I did get whole learning about Jesus, letting the Holy Spirit produce the nature of the Christ, that his story is the one that made me whole. His story is the one that gave me life. And that's where life is. It's in the spirit of God. It's, it's learning of him. As you learn of him, you behold him. You become like him and your mind gets renewed. And that's where life happens. You start to think differently. Yeah. And so I've quite enjoyed this class tonight, guys. Thanks for hanging with me. Yeah. Oh, hi, Aaron Carson. Hi, honey. Love you. Thank you, T. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to encourage you. Don't ever underestimate the, the word, excuse me, that comes out of your mouth. Don't ever underestimate the word of God that comes out of your mouth. The Holy Ghost does not need a cosigner. Just speak spirit word, man, and it will do what it's sent forth to do. Trust the Holy Ghost is stronger than all of your understanding, all of your co-signing, man. Come on. The spirit of God word coming out. Whoo! It accomplishes its mission. After all, it's God himself. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, guys, love you. Oh, thank you, M. All right, folks, I will see you next Tuesday, and we will go into the book of uh, Psalms, uh, John and Galatians, and and uh, yeah, and we'll just feast together. So thanks for hanging with me, and I bless you. I'm just gonna pray over you. Yeah, I'm just gonna pray over you, Jesus. I love you. God, I thank you that we're friends with you, Jesus. Let us do life together, enjoying one another. Yeah, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Aaron, I'll see you next Tuesday. Shannon, I will see you next Tuesday. Oh, Alaris, hello, dear. Yeah, I'll see you next. Yeah, this is uh, next Tuesday. We'll have class. And so... T, love you. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I should tell you what, what's happening here. April 2nd, we have our Gathered in Glory meeting live and in person right here in Bowie, Maryland. And so come on out because we will be here live and in person. And uh, April 16th, we will have Scott Nari here. Scott Nari is from 420 Fire, radical lover of God and people. And I really enjoy God and Scott Nari. So he will be here April 16th. 
right here with us at Gathered in Glory. And then at the uh, at the beginning of May, I will be back with Sunburn. Yeah, Sunburn Ministries and Abundant Joy Fellowship with Kathy Blythe. I will be with them the May 1st and 2nd live and in person at the end of May. I will be in Lexington, Kentucky with Brandon Gadsden and Robbie Dawkins and other people, other amazing lovers of God. I mean, it's called School of Reform. I'll be in Lexington, Kentucky with them. We have some really amazing things planned here, or I shouldn't say planned. We get to do them with God. How about that, man? Yeah, whatever he's doing, I want to do, you know. And so uh, we're just going to do things with God. All right, guys. Love you. Love you. Bless you. Yeah, I will see you next Tuesday right here. Love, life, and ecstasy in Jesus.